All right. Thank y'all for tuning in. You listen to your journey with Andrew Love. And I have a another special guest. Um, his name is Abiyah, and he is a teacher. He's teach on YouTube and he calls a lot of controversy of <laughs> uh, dealing with Christianity and explaining the Bible. And some people don't like his take on what he said and what he talk about, and which he also just speaks the truth. And some people don't know people in that community, Christianity community, take offense to it. And I'm here to speak to him and to interview him and ask some questions about things dealing with Christianity and some of the things that people believe about Christianity concerning their faith in their religion. And uh, Abiyal, uh, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Yes, now thank you for being on here. And I know you do a lot of uh, YouTube and I will share the link so people can uh to check out your work on the channel and uh, i love your teaching that's on youtube as, as well about what you talk about christianity and explaining the bible and a lot of people have uh you know a lot of people have 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 problems with it people especially those people who don't really understand um their religion and um i know one person who did in this uh passage that you had uh shown his video and broke down was tony evans um which we're gonna talk about. He believed okay. that <laughs> he believed that pain <laughs> always invitation from God for people to pray. And uh you pretty much uh dealt with this topic and situation. And um I just wanna ask you a question um why um and you know why do people and preachers and pastors teach those things uh that God need people to be in pain to pray there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to the so-called word of god when we're born into this world we naturally trust in most cases those people that we are are with can you hear me yes sir i hear you well we naturally trust them And so grandmother, grandfather, mom, or dad handed us a book or some trusted person and told us that this book was God's word. Now, at the time that they gave us the book and told us that it was God's word, we didn't question it. We just readily accepted it. Somebody said, this is God's word. You need to do what it says you can do. You need to be what it says you should be. And we took that. We took that this Bible is the word of God. If we were born somewhere overseas, maybe it would have been the Quran or some other book. But in America, we took the book and we didn't question it. None of us ever told or asked our pastors, you know, when they told us we would go to hell if we didn't believe the book. We never asked them to prove their point. We never question, how do we know this book is God's word? We never, we never asked them that. We just took it. And some of us started reading it. And after the conversion experience, we feel as if we know the book. We've read St. John 3.16. We read the conversion of Paul on Damascus Road in Acts. 
We read some of these glorious scriptures. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. But as much as we know our labor is not in vain, we've read all these wonderful things. Blessed are the poor in spirit. All these wonderful things. We've read these things. And we have, we form somewhat of a kindred spirit. But most Christians, most pastors, do not know what's in the Bible. They don't, they don't understand that the holy people of God comes from an incestuous relationship. Abraham married his sister. Abraham married his sister. Is it okay to marry your sister? Abraham's son Isaac married his first cousin. And Isaac's son Jacob married two of his first cousins plus the maid. Biblical marriage is not a marriage between a man and a woman. It's a, it's a marriage between a man and his sister, a man and his first cousin, a man and two of his first cousins. Polygamy is biblical marriage. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't know that it's an abomination to eat shellfish or to wear fabrics that have two different fabrics in them. A lot of people don't know that flat-nosed people are not supposed to enter the sanctuary or the presence of God. A lot of people don't know that God commanded that enemy armies rape his own people, that slavery is ordained and given instructions about in the Bible. A lot of people don't know these things because they never read them. The preachers have never taught them. So they only know those goody-filly scriptures. When you don't know the Bible, it's easy for you to say, well, this is God's love letter to man. But it's not. The whole message of Christianity is flawed in this, that Jesus saves us from the wrath of God, not the wrath of the devil, not the wrath, but the wrath of God. God is so angry with man that only a sadistic death can redeem us to God. And they teach us, so when we die, God don't see us. He sees the sacrifice of Christ. So even in heaven, God doesn't want to see you. He wants to see the sacrifice of Jesus. Okay? This is demented thinking. But people are afraid to say something about it because grandmother handed me this book. My mom handed me this book. This is the word of God. And because they haven't really read it, they don't know how atrocious it is. The Bible is one of the most sickest books ever given to mankind. And it's not God's words toward humanity. It's man's words about their messed up relationship with a God. In the Bible, this one man kills his daughter because God gives him victory over an army. He allows her to go into the mountains and moan for two months, but then he kills his daughter and God doesn't stop this situation like he did with Abraham and either Ishmael or Isaac. 
but he lets this woman die. God gives a commandment to his prophet to eat human uh, waste, human feces. And when the prophet complains, God said, okay, fine, eat the cow manure. And we say this God is good and that this God is loving. And no one questions that. So it's no wonder to me that the first black man that ever graduated from Dallas Theological Seminary, Dr. Tony Evans, he was the first black man that ever did it. Now, why do we got to make that statement? Because racism runs deep in Christianity. And for a long time, we tried to ignore it. Many groups go try to make their own versions of Christianity. The black church is nothing like the white church. It's segregated because black folks wanted it to be so. Black Christians see the difference between themselves and white Christians. Why is it like this? And how can white Christians condemn black Christians when they supported Barack Obama for president? When they called him, they mocked him, calling him the Messiah. Some said he was the Antichrist. The church is filled with false prophets. But now that Trump has been elected, all of a sudden, Trump is the Messiah of America. He can do no wrong. They don't really want democracy no more. They want a dictatorship in here. And they will come against any group of people you know, um, last year, 2020, two years ago, they fired a white Southern Baptist pastor for preaching against Trumpism, for calling Trump out on his lines, for calling Trump out on that. And he said a true follower of Jesus would never vote for Trump. That was his last sermon. His friends that were on the deacon board fired him. These same Christians that tell us to love everybody at one time thought that people are still, not at one time, they still think black people are less than them. They have Jesus saved behind them and they have the preaching robe on when they preach on Sunday morning. On Sunday evening, they change the preaching robe for a clan's robe and they go lynch a black man, strange fruit hanging from trees. They talk out both sides of their mouth both sides on their mouth. And black Christians are strung along thinking that they're doing the right thing, thinking that that book is the book. Forgetting the fact that we were raped and abused and talked about and talked down to, they did all of that to us. And they forced Christianity upon us. We didn't receive it. Uh, Immediately, it was forced. And I know there's some apologists who try to go back and try to link Christianity to the Ethiopian and to the Coptic Christians. But now Christianity comes from the imperial cult, the Roman Catholic Church that held all scriptures until hundreds of years after the so-called resurrection and ascension of Jesus Christ. By the way, you know they said Caesar also ascended into the heavens. Ain't nobody talking about that though. So yeah, I am controversial because the truth is always controversial. And when people are straight jacketed, when people tell them over and over and over again that this is the Lord's church and 
and, and this, that, and the other about the church and brainwashing them and, 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 and forcing them mentally with the threat of hell over their head. Nobody wants to go to hell. Nobody wants to go there. So they, they use that as a threat. You better do what I say do. In hell, you lift up your eyes. And you know what? It works. People are scared. You go back and you think about the satanic panic of the 80s. People that didn't even commit those crimes because of the lies of Christians went to jail. And now they're bringing that satanic panic stuff back. Halloween is not the devil's day, but they're bringing it back. Okay? And if you look at the history of Christianity, you will find stuff like this, the inquisitions. You'll find the witch hunt. Christianity is littered with bloody violence toward those that don't believe. They try to blame that on Islam. But Islam does not have a track record like that of Christianity. So I know that's a lot that I gave you there. <laughs> yeah, you gave a good background. <laughs> I asked for a background. Yeah. You gave it to me. No, uh, you have one. Hey, yeah, that, that's a good background because uh, I used to be in that Christianity community years ago. And what do you feel about it now? I don't want nothing to do with it. Um, and I'm glad I'm glad I know the truth and I'm glad I'm not in it because it was a lot of um a lot of confusion, a lot of uh torment psychologically. Um, you know, like, it's like on both sides, you like you got this devil on one side, as they say, and you got God. And I he either you have a choice between being with the devil, trying to take you to hell and supposed to kill and destroy, but then you got the God, he's real jealous and <laughs> he'll hurt you too. So it gets down to the point where is, is he you really coming to him because you because you really love him, or are you coming to him because he's the person with the bigger gun, so to speak? People are going to God not because they love Jesus, but because they are afraid of his Father, God. They are afraid of his so-called Father. But the God, the God of the Bible is the Father of Jesus is up a suspect because when Jesus was about to be crucified, he said, "The God of this world cometh." Well, who is the Dramerge? Who is the God of this world? So that's up for a suspect. But the God of the Old Testament, there's many instances where Jesus of the New Testament contradicts the God of the Old Testament. He says things like, it is written, but I say to you. Uh, Jesus asked a question in Matthew chapter 7. Which one of you, if his son asked for bread, would give him a serpent? He was referring to the people of Israel when they were in the desert and they were seeking meat. And God was upset about that and he sent fiery serpents to sting them. But once again, Christians don't know that that's in their book. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is sad uh, that people have a book that they don't read and they just take your mm. right word on it. Uh, mm -hmm. Can't go to school <laughs> learning nothing like that. You'll fail every test. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> your job to study the answers. And, and, and that's why I want to know because, you know, it's, um, in the when you point out the truth and the plans it is and uh, Tony Evans make the reference that <laughs> that uh, <coughs> always the invitation to pray is, is, is pain and like um uh, 
You now, see, that, was self, that is self is an atrocious statement. And they got upset with us. Uh, they, they tried to get us to copyright infringement when we just let the man speak for himself. There was nothing nefarious about what we did toward the Tony Evans video, which all of your viewers can see on uh, Testing the Bible uh, YouTube page, or they can go to my podcast. Listen, and I'm, I'm going to talk about the situation on the podcast uh, after we get through lining up some things. But Tony Evans said that prayer uh, is an a pain is an invitation to pray, and just that's just the thinking of this God that this God will put you in car wrecks to show you something. You know, I, I when I was a pastor, I used to go visit the hospital with other pastors. I was a chaplain, and we would go in there, and I would hear pastors say to people that were Christians and sick, you know, God just wanted you to rest. So, so he put them in the hospital. He didn't send them on vacation. He put them in the hospital. Or there's this one bishop, he's passed away now. This one bishop said to me one time, he was in a terrible car wreck. And he said to me one time, you know, God just wanted to put some money in his, in his pocket. There was no other way to get some money than to go through a terrible car wreck. So this thing of pain is embedded inside of Christianity. And it was put there by slave masters so that we could withstand the pains of the whip and the pains of getting stuck by the thorns in the cotton field. However, you know, there's scripture that says, you know, if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. Well, if the cross is truly a gift, there should be nothing on my part needed to be done to inherit the gift. If someone gives me a gift for my birthday present or a Christmas present, I don't have to add money to, to their hands or their coffers so that I can get the gift. There's nothing I have to do. The gift should be free. If the gift of salvation is free, I shouldn't have to suffer to get it. So that itself shows the craziness of Christianity. If we suffer with him, we will reign with him. There shouldn't be a cross for me. There shouldn't be a cross for me. When Jesus was in the upper coast of Caesarea Philippi, he said, if a man is to come after me, let him pull up, take up his cross. Now, nah, there shouldn't be a cross for me if that cross was a gift to me. What, what person you know got to pay for their own gift? There should be nothing I have to do to receive the gift of redemption or the, the gift of forgiveness or the gift of justification and through sanctification, through the shed blood of Jesus, the finished work of the cross. There should be nothing I have to do. But they tell me there are things I have to do. Matthew 7, 21, depart from me, he that work iniquity. I thought it was a gift. But if it wasn't a gift, why did you tell me it was? I got to pay for my own meal here? See, it, 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 Christian, salvation is not a gift. It's a discount. If I got to do something, it's not a gift. It's a discount. You still got to work out your own soul salvation. But I'm going to discount it here. Now, if this is a free gift, there should be nothing I have to do, including suffer with Christ. I'm sorry I'm so emotional about it, but it, it gets me emotional. I was an emotional preacher. And I will be emotional about fighting this evil 
with everything in my being. And you you have a right to be because a lot of people, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of pain and a lot of confusion uh, that, you know, um, just like a lot of people going through right now, I don't even know it like I went through um, dealing with Christianity, didn't have any answers. And, and so, you know, when it comes to pain and things, it's, you know, people try, I guess, they just receive it because they're looking for a reason <laughs> to explain why they're going through what they're going through. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand why there is pain because it's a good question. Why is there pain and suffering and all those things? Um, according to like you was teaching with all the things that's going on, and a lot of people want to equate that and they're trying to play it off. But, um, if I ask you, um, answer your question, can you just give a um, why there, there is pain, period, to get a clear understanding? Because instead of blaming uh the devil or blaming their god um do you i know you do you have any information to share of why people i know there's many reasons but uh it's pain i am a deist and a deist believe that there is a god but he doesn't interfere with the affairs of man unless we request intervention and in his pristine omniscience, or her, or its pristine omniscience, is provided what we call potentialities. So we can we can have potential successes. So let's 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 equate this to a swimmer. If you have someone that swims really well, uh, they have a greater success uh, or greater opportunity of success in overcoming uh, a a problem in the water than someone who can't swim at all. So you put both of them on a boat, they both fall in. The one that can swim has a knowledge that the other one doesn't have. That knowledge is up for each spiritual seeker to uncover. So to those that know how to circumvent pain through the mystery school, through African spirituality, through understanding theosophy, they will have a better go of it through pain, uh, uh, dealing with pain. But it's not a gift from God. Pain is a circumstance that's, that's within our reality. And oftentimes it comes from decisions, from karmic debts, from people doing crazy things, or evil men and women raising to power. There's a lot of problems when we deal with the subject of pain. But for us to believe that God purposely gives it so that he can get something from the person he's abusing, that's a Christian concept. So we have to rethink our ideology about God fully. And we have to learn what the divine really is. He don't, the divine is not even really called the divine. The divine is divine. We say God, that's a man term. It's really a Germanic term. And there's a term that they first use to talk about false gods. But when we're dealing with that kind of thing, it's multifaceted. You know, some people go through pain because they sell drugs. Other people go through pain because they were born that way. There was some type of genetic uh, anomaly. Other people go through pain because they were simply in the wrong place at the wrong, wrong time. 
somehow the synchronicity and the vibrations didn't align properly. And, and a lot of that happens because of our own previous actions or our own previous thoughts. So there's a, a, a number of reasons pain exists. There's a number of reasons. So my advice is to get yourselves underneath a guru or a spiritual teacher that can walk you through this thing so that you can know the laws of the jungle. But don't blame it on deity. And don't say deity is using pain to bring others to him. That makes the deity sadistic. Yes. Sir. If we had more time, we would go <laughs> further in yeah. that. Yes, I thank you for that. That that that's pretty much uh, all the questions I have for you. And I think you pretty much uh, explained it because, like you just said, uh, when you explain where the pain comes from, not not that people can get a better understanding why you don't believe in their teachings <laughs> and what it is that they're really dealing with. Because other than that, uh, it makes God sound like the greater evil of the right. of the other. Uh, option right. the devil and and that and that's why you i uh i asked the question because i think they're pretty much <coughs> explain it and so any of those um people who listen to your teaching and go back and listen to what uh tony evans said they'll get of um a better understanding of why you don't believe that and have a better an understanding of why you stand where you stand at uh despite uh what most christians believe such as himself about the that invitation okay apparently he must have been taught that too obviously yes sir and so so thank you for having me i really enjoyed it and we need to do this again sometime yes sir thank you abby y'all uh for um from coming on my platform and uh allow me to ask you questions uh it's a lot it's a great experience a learning experience and it's good to hear um uh, the truth, real truth, and clarity <laughs> without without second guessing and give a better understanding. And the, your way of teaching is very uh, well. Um, the teaching that you have and the teaching that you put on the YouTube channel, if it does anything, it should set people free from this from this mindset. If they just uh, let go, because they know they're not happy uh, being under serving this being to believe to be God that they like under a gun you better do it this way or i'm gonna hurt you and that's that's not the way to live <laughs> every day right right uh, that's a lot of stress and pressure and and then you always <coughs> second guessing if you where you're going to be because the god is hard to please you don't know what side of fit you will be on on judgment uh whatever they believe in christianity this is what they believe on judgment so that's 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 good for those people to listen to what you have to say and make their own mind and, and make a better choice of what they want to how they want to go and they walk in life um and so that's why i really thank you and i will share the links uh to your podcast and to your youtube channel um in the description thank you I really enjoyed it. Thank you a lot. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you as well. Thank you. And uh, thank you for tuning in with Andrew Love. And uh, I appreciate it. All the 